Welcome to another episode of the Zay Play Podcast. Now, y'all already know what I'm about to say. Disclaimer time. This is a show about opinions, thoughts, and ideas. If you get offended or if you don't like what I say, please do not take it to heart. This is honestly just someone throwing out their thoughts. So if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. All right. couple things on the radar today. Um, I need to catch up on question of the weeks. Got two of those for you and a little bit of a discussion. Um, going to do music, Drake album, hit you with some sports, hit you with some personal and keep it moving. You guys know what it is. Um, so yeah, but thank you guys for tuning in. It's always appreciated. We're making moves. Um, I think so next year. We will be in a more secure location. So we will be getting video. We will be getting better audio. We will, we will be leveling up. But I have launched a Patreon. Um, now, you guys are going to be like, Isaiah, is it the Zay Play Patreon? And I'm going to be like, no, team. The Patreon is called Critically Social. And this is going to be a part of something that I have planned out way, way later. And hopefully you all will appreciate it. But um, I'm going to be uploading all my episodes on there. So starting this week, hopefully um, I'll have every like I got to do two like two episodes a day, two episodes a day, this, that, the third, three episodes a day, get them up there. And then eventually we'll be caught up and we can take it from there. Um, I think I'm going to put film reviews in a separate category. Um, Just because I'm still working out the kinks with those. We got to get the timing right. When I have more of a schedule, I'll be able to let you guys know um, and be able to do my reviews that way. Two weeks should be enough time, but if you think about it, like let's say I have like any more than five shows. I can't watch TV every day, you guys, so I'm still trying to work that out. Maybe I will limit the number of series I take on and be able to go over those in more depth, so I will maybe do that. I'll get back to you guys on that, but that's what's on the docket today. So let's go ahead and dive in. What a wonderful week for music. Oh my goodness. Got Drake album, Alchemist and Earl, Black Sopranos and El Camino, Rhapsody, like La Russell, Heat, just heat across the board. I don't know. You would think that people would want to avoid Drake, but nope, they drop with Drake. So I listened to a pretty decent amount. Um, Obviously, let's dive into the meat and potatoes. Drake. 
Oh, Drake. So, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Drake is in his dad phase. Um, And by that, I mean he is appreciating his son and what it means to be a father. He has a new look at art. He has a skill that is hard to perceive because it is so hard to be Drake. Um, He's very unique and what he has to do and produce is unique in itself. So it would be hard to understand his thought process because we can't calculate all the variables. It's very likely that he's doing a really good job for his um, circumstance. He seems to be a pretty extraordinary person when it comes to mindset. Um, But I'll put it this way. There's more skips than there are plays, unfortunately. But fortunately... Um, the plays are pretty fire. I mean, how much can we ask from Drake? How much are we going to ask? You got to let this man live his life. You know what I mean? And I mean, he's doing better than most of the artists we get today. It's some of the best music. We get Drake every year and I'm glad he's taking a break. Glad he's taking a break. Um, you know, you know what I'm going to say? It's the J. Cole Drake song that goes crazy. J. Cole does do the heavy heavy lifting too, but you got to remember, Drake is also a facilitator. Like, Drake is probably closer to who Puff is than Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? He's just on a different scale though. So that's just how I see Drake. Nothing against him, um, but let's talk about this little stint with Joe Budden. Here's the thing, my guy. You shouldn't have responded. You've already battled him, this, that, and the third. And the fact that you keep having to address him shows that Joe is winning sometimes. Now, I think he took things out of context and took them too much into offense. Or this could be a tactic of for him and Joe to increase their visibility. I'm not I'm not against that. Drake's smart. And I think Drake always has had an appreciation for Joe. And I don't know. It it, it kind of seems like it could be a PR play. Ice has been very quiet on their podcast and he tends to call that stuff out. So not sure what the business is there. But um Drake, that is not how I would have handled it. You've already battled and beat him. Let sleeping dogs lie, unless there's some other intention there. Now, the thing is, is that Joe was kind of right. Um, maybe Drake took the grow up comment like to heart because he has a kid, but you're not supposed to take it to heart. He's talking about your music, not about you. Um, so yeah, I, I just wouldn't have responded. Um, I think Joe is winning in this instance in every case. As long as he got him to respond. It's a win-win for him. So. Ultimately. I don't know. If I had to give him the album a ranking out of 10. It'd probably be like a 6.5. Maybe a 6. It's just barely above average if I'm being honest. I I expect more from 
from an artist like Drake. But um, moving on, we have... Oh, oh, hold on one second. Yeah, it's going to be a six because... Sorry, but you did not need to... I, I understand putting your son on, on, on the music, but no, no. Mm-mm, not like that. Those songs just... Oof. No. But, um... Yeah, actually moving on now officially, we have Black Sopranos and El Camino. They spit on Jesus. Great album. Great album. Talk about that boom bap. That's what you want. That boom bap feel. Go listen to Black Black Sopranos and El Camino. I mean, it's not for the happy-go-lucky people. It's not. It it's for the fans of real hip hop. Okay? It's gonna sound a little it's not gonna sound like pop. If you like East Coast rap, definitely go check it out. I give that album eight point five out of ten. Um then a beautiful album again, The Alchemist and Earl. Oh my goodness. Great album. Solid eight. Um and I would also say this is for the real hip hop fans. It's a little, it's going to feel a lot of tempo. It's going to feel weird. It's going to give that kind of caviar um, learned taste to it, acquired taste. And it's really for the finer, the people who of finer enjoy the finerness of rap, if I would say so myself. So definitely check that out. Um, love those. And then I always shout out, you know, shout out to Rhapsody. She's got bars. Didn't listen to much of her album, but you, I don't have to. Rhapsody brings it every time. Um, and, you know, black female boom bap, got to push that. And then um, to round it out, La Russell, um, I just shot him out because he's, he's doing his own thing. He's going to be big. He has bars. His music isn't the all music I choose to just chill and play on. He's definitely someone who, like, I, I, when I want to hear him, I, I put him on. He's not really kind of on the ready, but I definitely go check his album out. He's definitely saying some good stuff. I don't even have to, you know what I mean, double check. That's just the artist he is. So highly, 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 highly recommend um, uh, listening to those albums. And then we got some great singles, too. I mean, we have, dude, the T Grizzly two times. T Grizzly and Finesse Two Times put out some bars, yo. We got King Crooked and Joel Ortiz put put out a single. Um, just some solid, solid, solid um, music lately. Um, I don't know if I talked about Anonymous Black Skin Beaming and uh, the single with uh, Hidden Stages by Absol, but all some recently great music. So. Definitely go out there and check that music out. Um, hopefully, when we get into the studio, I can be a little bit more expressive with these. Play you guys some music so that you can, you know, listen to specific parts. But, um, oof. Great week for music. And that's just hip-hop. That was just rap. So I'm not sure what was in it came out in R&B and everyone else. But the fourth quarter, people are bringing the heat. So... Make time to listen to music. Sports, 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 sports. 
What's going on in sports? Colorado gets a win. Let's go, boys. Tough win. Um, good win, though. And as long as uh, Sanders finishes over 500, that program is going to be a monster next year. Specifically, even just because of the clout. You know what I mean? People want to see, like the NFL takes that into account. People want to see um, people that they've seen do good. Like you bring, if you bring in numbers, they want to see stars. So that's what it is. Um, so I know they got a good win, close win. Bears dig up a win. <sighs> Finally, um, we'll see if things are go up from here. But to be honest, might as well just play for the draft pick now. Might as well just tank. Well, I hate to say it, but this year's already smacked us. Um, Kansas City, I believe, is doing well. Only one loss, I believe, again. Sam Fran smacked the Cowboys over for Dak Prescott. Peace, bro. Hit that retirement button. Um, so there's that on that. We got Dame Lillard to Milwaukee. Ooh. The NBA is a little bit more dramatic than it seems. I feel like Adam Silver's pretty pretty cool guy. I mean, I think he handles things pretty well as a commissioner. So I don't know. Teams probably do some shady stuff, but that's what it means to play in the NBA. You you don't control where you play. Um, he's supposed to go to Miami, but now that he's in Milwaukee, Bulls got to deal with him. So that's going to suck. No one wants to play Dame in a series. He's a monster. Not to mention you got to deal with Giannis, and he's down to win. So that's just the way it goes. Um, yeah, so pretty brief on sports today. Nothing too crazy. Um, just like to keep you guys updated on my teams. You know what I'm saying? Um, playoffs will be sick. Super Bowl will be sick. Start of the NBA season is going to be nice. I don't watch every game, but if there's a game on and it's the season, I'll, you know, I'll try to tune in, throw it on in the background. But yeah, it's the way it goes. Questions of the week. They're here. They are here. Okay. Here we go. Two questions. One, is power a necessity? Two, learn love versus um, instantaneous. Now, let's start with the love one. Some of because I'm pretty sure it continues a slight thing. Some of you are gonna not be happy with how I view love. Sorry, but that's just the way it goes. Um. My bad, my bad. Had to check something out. But um, what's a good way to put it? You won't be happy because it's a harsh truth. And here's the harsh truth. Learned love will never be as good as instantaneous. Now I'm going to explain this because there's levels to it. So there is the case two people meet. And, oh, my gosh, they have that initial infatuation. 
and that high is good for a few months, you know what I mean? Um, it's, how would you say, it's captivating, it's captivating, and people really, you know, they think that, oh, and that's not what I mean by it, instantaneous love either, um, it's, they, they love each other, they find out more about each other, they kind of, there's this distance, and then they learn to love each other again, and more of the genuine thing, it's not just this kind of initial lust, um, and then there is, um, instantaneous love, or perfect fit, so this is someone who, they hit that honeymoon phase, so the case where two people, find each other that are exactly perfect for each other. What happens is, is they meet each other, they hit that honeymoon phase, and then they stay in it their whole life. They're just two perfect people. They're perfect for each other. So that's just, boom. That doesn't, like, it is so unlikely and might not even be, it, it might not even be possible. That's what I'm saying. Like, it might not even, I'm just, this is just a theoretical theory, Okay. Second is one person meets someone who's perfect for them, much more likely and much more the case, I think, that happens in long marriages. One person um, loves the other person and it's a perfect fit. They don't have to worry about anything. It's perfect. The other person kind of has to learn to love the other person. And then when they do, things fit pretty well. So that's like 75%, okay? Then there is the case where two people meet Oh, it's like the initial case. They um, like each other in the beginning, um, and then they have to learn to love each other. That's like the 50, that's like 50, 50, 50% divorce rate. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the 50, 50 chance of if it's going to work. And that's most likely um, the case. M- like... It's most likely the case. Um, so that's, that's kind of like my answer, I guess, is I think instantaneous love is better. I had some time to think about it this week. I kind of owed you guys that one from last week. So think about that one too. Think, think about whether learned love is better than the perfect fit. But here's the thing. You kind of have to always be prepared for learned love because perfect fit just, It's nigh impossible is what I tried to kind of portray. It's nigh impossible. So that's really uh, that on that. But I I really wanted to know is if you guys think power is necessary. Necessary in the sense that to live a powerless life. What kind of life is that? What what kind of say? What what can you do? I just don't... You know what I mean? I'm not... I don't believe in that, really. I, I kind of... The way I'm leaning is I think power, to a degree, is necessary. But... I'm not sure on it. Because... It, 
I should specify and say, does it have to be your own power? Because you can use other people's power, which isn't necessarily a power. It's a skill. Are skills power? Eh. Do you know what I mean? Let me be more specific. Power is, some say it's the ability to define phenomena as you see it. But um, I would say power is the ability to get what you what you want, or the the ability to make things happen in the way you see best fit. And. Whether that's necessary is kind of up in the air. I'll, I'll take this week to think about it. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to have a question of the week anyway. So thank you for listening to the rambling. But um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass this one off. Um, go into some deeper thoughts. All right, let's address some things happening in the culture. So most recently, Israel-Palestine. And I'm going to tell you exactly the stance I'm going to take on this. I wish for peace, whatever solution that may be, that is the least violent and is the furthest from war. Boom. I do not condone. I do not condone. Here's the here's the thing. There is a truth. Whether it will be found, we do not know. But if we cannot achieve it, then I would rather not create it by extreme violence. Not my type of deal. I think this is one of those topics that's very similar to um, the men and women debate. People think that you ha- you're trying to take a side when you technically don't have to. I'm on the side of solutions. Period. Blank. Um, moving on from that, because I don't, I don't want to stay on that too long. It's a depressing topic and ultimately there's nothing I can do that will affect it. So I'm chilling on like, I'm just hoping that things get resolved in a peaceful manner. That's all you can do (sighs) without attracting mad amounts of bias and this, that, and the third, either way. Um, moving on, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I don't know, but NFL is definitely using this as promo. Um, is it a real relationship? Maybe. Travis Kelsey seems like that kind of guy. Seems like a dog. Seems like he can do it. Um, if Taylor Swift wanted to have a power couple, that would be it. Um, Beyonce versus Taylor Swift. This is not a competition. Beyonce. Just overall, more more power moves can be made. Is Taylor Swift the white Beyonce? Maybe. Maybe. Definitely a possibility. Um, Kanye's going crazy. Even more so. I don't know. I don't know. Kanye needs to get back to music. That's my thing. Get back to the music, bro. And you're going to be okay. But I um, definitely wanted to touch on some cultural events. Um, 
not, not no major movements in the culture right now. It seems to be settling down for the holidays. Definitely will be some movement after the holidays. Um, let's hope there is no World War Three. And yeah, let's keep it going. Now to dive into the good stuff: thoughts and opinions and ideas, so, some philosophy, a little bit of a little bit of rambling. So. Something I have been um, pondering, slash thinking about, slash rolling over in my mind is staying who you are, but changing your perspective. This is not an easy thing to do because who you are inherently affects your perspective, but being able to kind of zoom in and zoom out. Um, I think it, uh, you know what I'm saying? I think it's possible because what, who in the present moment, who are you? What makes up who you are, your likes, your dislikes, what you would choose to do it essentially is your will in every moment decides who you are. Now, your will usually obeys empirically. But will will can be defined in moments, and it's what sets humanity apart and gives us a lot of hope is that someone who's done something for years can attain the will to stop doing it. So I think will is a strong definition of who you are, but perspective is a receiving. Who you are is based kind of on action. Your perspective is based on how you see things. So I don't think they're inherently linked or attached. And so you should be able to shift one without shifting the other. Some, But it's usually easier to shift both. But I think if you're trying to maintain who you are, which is, this kind of goes into the mindscape um, discussion. You want to be able to shift your perspective instead of who you are. Um. Yeah, and then I wanted to talk about um, hiding things. Lying, hiding, and avoiding the truth. The truth can be something brutal. But the truth... And the truth is not always necessary. But... A lot. And sometimes lies are necessary. And sometimes um, lying can even be an act of mercy. It's like knowing, not knowing, or being deceived. You, You kind of have, those would be the three options, or partially knowing, right? Partially knowing... And deception can be viewed as the same thing. And when people only give you bits and pieces, it it can come from two places, I believe, right? There's shame, fear. Okay, there's the side. There's two sides to it, right? There's the side of pure deception and malintent. And then there's the shame, fear, and guilt kind of cycle. 
Um, and those emotions can, I think, inspire lies. You shouldn't, it's, see, I'm kind of talking about it from, I guess, the end of being lied or admitted to, but when, if it comes, lies that come from a place of emotion, not malintent, need to be handled carefully and it is a situation that it does not always result in a clear outcome. And what I mean by that is if someone is lying to you out of malintent, this person just does not like you. They're not a good person for you. to. It's just a bad sign in general. People who deceive and lie to you out of malintent and, and have knowledge of it, they are active enemies, ops, as you would say. But people who don't, you have to really put their actions on a scale and how much you value that person on a scale. To keep someone in your life that lies to you, you have to, it has to be an an amazing amount of trade-off. Do you know what I mean? Like the other things that they give you in your life must be on a different level. It. It's a weird kind of thing. Hiding hiding things, admitting the truth, or lying straight up is, is different. I think you can really only lie to protect innocence. Lies other than to protect innocence show one of two things. It's either an insecurity within themselves. If it's not from malintent, is it insecurity from themselves? Like if someone says, I was lying to protect you, or it's um, a lack of faith in your ability to protect yourself and um, your mind. So if someone doubts you, then it could have been from your actions and their perception, and you can change that. But if someone lies to you out of their own insecurity, you cannot affect that. It's not possible for you to act around it, so... You have to kind of then evaluate, is this person worth keeping in my life? But it's hard to know the origin of of the lies. It's very hard to know the origin because oftentimes uh, a lie can start off with in malintent and then it can end in emotional protection. But I would say this, right? When people lie to you, two out of three times, 66% of the time probably, it isn't, I mean, this is probably, you could probably put at a max, no, at a minimum, 66% of the time, it isn't your fault. At max, it could be 90. Um, I think partially when people lie to you, it's partially your own fault. In s- some instances, like if the person doesn't have malintent or isn't insecure about, um, like have insecurities, you could have done something to make them think you're not a trustworthy person. And then it's like an evaluative judgment. So yeah, these are just some of the the things I've been thinking about. Um, and, And as a final thing, right? There are times in life when you recognize 
a pattern. Or you notice something beginning to repeat. And I think this ties very neatly into not um, raging against the dying of the light. Sometimes your rage has to be silent. Sometimes to break a pattern, you have to do the things that are non-intuitive. I think, you know, I've spoken about this before, but if you notice something repeating itself and you find yourself slipping into a cycle, you have to, for the first half is recognizing it. The second half is picking up, picking yourself up and executing. It, it takes bravery to leave a cycle. And I, I've asked this question before, is it okay to be a coward? And it may be okay to the world, but you, it, I'll put it this way, it's okay to be a coward, but you will regret it. It's just the truth. And sometimes being a coward is defined by your own terms and by what you're, you yourself are afraid to do. Sometimes you have to run at your fears. And that can take a whole... Some people... So like for me, I fear space sometimes. I fear the distance between the people... Between me and the people I care about. I fear... Um, you know, get, getting getting kind of lost... And sometimes you got to run at that dark. Sometimes you got to run at the space. Sometimes you got to embrace it and just hold it where it is. So it's like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm a proactive person, but sometimes you have to switch that off. Sometimes it's not time to act. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm going to wrap it up there. You guys know me. Um, I'm just going to loop the outro in here. Um, but, uh, thank you team for showing up. Um, as far as goals go, uh, elevating my mind, I'm doing a decent job at that. We're going to take another leap at that coming this weekend. And yeah, that's just going to be what it is. We're just gonna, we're going to dig deep and what else? Well, I'll put it this way. Like. I'm taking a risk here and I'm hoping it pays off. Really am. I am. I don't want to say desperate, but I'm in a position where. I'm in a position where. Things, there needs to be some magic. That's what it is. 
I need to do something magical. And I think this is the first step in that sequence. So I'll leave it like that. Otherwise, um, other goal, three weeks in, we're steady. We're steady. We're, we're climbing. One step at a time. One step at a time. That's why I say get 1% better every day. You're good. Aim it, don't tame it. Zay out.